Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Bill O'Brien out. He wasn't fired. He just left two weeks after Bill O'Brien's hired to be the next Ohio State offense coordinator, quarterbacks coach, and play caller, taking that off of Ryan Day's plate. He is now off to the Northeast, going to Boston College to be the head coach for the hometown squad. Andy Baxter on the other side of that screen, a Boston College grad in his own right, uh, is here with me. Andy. Bill O'Brien, no longer the offensive coordinator at Ohio State. He has been hired as the head coach at Boston College, something that I'm sure Ryan Day didn't see coming when he hired Bill O'Brien, but now is a reality. Um, first thoughts as this has now um, become official. I don't think anyone saw this coming. 21 days, the final count on his time at Ohio State. And you have to question just like, how did this happen? But no one could have expected it, as you said, because this was caused by Jeff Halfley taking a job with the Green Bay Packers to be their defensive coordinator. That's obviously an uncharacteristic move from a college head coach going to the NFL to be a defensive coordinator. And now Bill O'Brien was immediately a top candidate for Boston College, and that's probably their most high-profile hire ever for a head coach. So definitely kudos to BC, their AD, Blake James, for making that happen. And you have to wonder, you know, what is Bill O'Brien going to do back in the college ranks? But for Ohio State, it puts them in an interesting situation now where they got to find a new OC and somewhat quickly because spring ball is coming up in March and you have to figure out what you're going to do for that offense. And now for Ryan Day, he talked all this week about how this was a meticulous process to finding Bill O'Brien. It was the right match. It made sense to hand over the play calling. He still wants to hand over the play calling. He's an OC that can handle all of that. But it's not so simple as, okay, option A left, now plug in option B. And so 
what we're going to talk about is, you know, where do they go from here and how difficult is this process going to be? Yeah, it is a where do they go from here? We'll get to candidates, um, obvious candidates, maybe some sleeper candidates, um, a little bit based on reporting, but also a little bit based on just fit. Uh, but we'll get to those in just a minute. Um, where they go from here is figuring out who checks boxes. The thing that I I uh, took from Ryan Day's press conference on Wednesday when he talked a lot about Bill O'Brien is how many boxes Bill O'Brien checked that needed to be checked for Ryan Day to be comfortable. Listen, man, like Ryan Day didn't call plays in Philadelphia and in San Francisco. Ryan Day knows what an NFL play caller is. He knows who an NFL play caller is when he sees one. You know, Chip Kelly was an NFL play caller for him um, when he was on the staff with the 49ers and Eagles under Chip Kelly. Um, and we'll we'll talk about him, obviously. Uh, Bill O'Brien, NFL play caller, um, NFL general manager, as bad as he was at that job, he was still an NFL general manager. College head coach where he called plays. Alabama play caller. Like Those are a lot of ticks on the resume that Ryan Day had to see to be comfortable handing the reins to somebody. And I'm going to be honest. I don't think there are many people who fit the boxes Ryan Day wants in a play caller because if you don't fit the certain number of those boxes that need checked, Ryan Day will just call the plays himself. He's really good at calling plays. He knows he has to give it up, but that doesn't mean he has to give it up. Um, Knowing you need to do something and actually doing it are two different things. I think at this time last offseason, he knew he needed to do it and he didn't do it because he didn't have somebody he trusted to do it. If the next person doesn't check all those boxes, and that's at lettermanroad.com right now, by the way, I wrote about this. If the next person doesn't check all those boxes, I wouldn't be surprised if Ryan Day just keeps it for himself again, especially this late in the process. If this was December 9th, you would have a month to find your offensive coordinator. And that already happened. And Ryan Day found one, and then he got poached by Boston College. So, like, I'm I'm of the opinion, Andy, where, and I don't mean to be long-winded here, but I don't, I'm of the opinion, man, where, like, if, if those boxes aren't checked, Ryan Day could just run this thing back with himself. And that's not to like put it on Ohio State's fans' radar. I do believe he will find somebody that he trusts enough to call plays, but it's no longer like a guarantee like Ryan Day is giving up play calling. Yeah, I could see that happening for sure. I mean, I agree with you that I think he is going to find someone and I think he's going to try to still make this work because I, I do believe he's genuine in saying that he shouldn't be the play caller. Uh, but I do think it would be a little bit concerning given everything he did say and was honest about how, you know, he's not on a Wednesday night thinking about what to call on third and four from the 21 yard line. He has way too much on his plate. He has to be the CEO. He has to worry about NAL. He has to worry about the transfer portal. He has to worry about roster retention and roster management. He has to be the general manager of this team. I know Mark Pantone does an absolutely amazing job with this program, but there's almost a general management aspect of it as a head coach that still exists in college football nowadays that just overtakes everything. And I think it's so hard to do both. And I think he realized that. And I think that's why there, there should be a sense of urgency to get someone in there with experience as a play caller. And, you know, I, I think that's going to be really critical for this team because he said there was a point even in the season where he realized this needs to happen. And I think when you say that, it's hard to go back on that. It would be really tough look to be like, well, I'm actually going to call plays again, even though he had already said, I knew during the season that this needed to happen. So maybe he needs to broaden that checklist. Maybe he needs to have an open mind and take a risk. But it's for sure that he was very confident in Bill O'Brien being the option. 
uh, for one, the NFL experience, the college experience, also just experience in general, coaching for over three decades, uh, the tie that they had with both New England backgrounds. There was a lot of mutual respect there, even that they were together. You could just tell the way that Ryan Day talked about Bill O'Brien. He really trusted his eye. I mean, he was talking about the evaluation standpoint of, of looking at the offensive line, identifying talent. You could tell that Ryan Day was trusting the fresh set of eyes and the terminology that they use in the offense. So this is a loss for Ohio State. It's one they can recover from, but it's a loss not because it's Bill O'Brien in the name, but as you said, because of how much Ryan Day trusts Bill O'Brien in even just such a short time. Yeah, Bill O'Brien has been coaching football almost as long as Brian Hartland's been alive. Bill O'Brien's been coaching football longer than Keenan Bailey has been alive. Like these are the things that Ohio State was adding to its, um, you know, offensive meeting room, offensive brain trust. And now that's gone. You know, obviously the Kevin Wilson comparisons could be made, but Kevin Wilson wasn't even calling the offense. Ryan Day, I don't think the it would be that he didn't trust him, but Ryan Day was still calling the plays. Then Kevin Wilson probably could have called plays. But now Ryan Day believes that he needs a Kevin Wilson or a Bill O'Brien to call plays. And one of the, the quotes that really stuck out to me on Wednesday from Ryan Day was he said this about Bill O'Brien. It had to be the right fit. And that's why we spent so much time on this and being thorough. Bill checked all those boxes for us. Okay, here we go. Who checks those boxes? Who's been a 30-year coach with head coaching experience in college, then head coaching experience in the NFL, and then head coaching experience again in college? There's only one person who fits all of the same boxes as Bill O'Brien, like almost the exact same boxes, except this guy didn't coach under Bill Belichick and Nick Saban. Like it's kind of uncanny how there's a coach out there with all the same boxes checked as Bill O'Brien, who wants out of his current job, who could be the next Ohio State offensive coordinator if the money works out and if the, the chips align and, you know, uh, that's obvious, um, obvious in Chip Kelly. And that's kind of where this starts. You know, we've got a list at lettermanrow.com. Um, it starts with Chip Kelly. Uh, this search may start and end with Chip Kelly. Um, Chip Kelly has interviewed, according to uh, multiple sources in the NFL. That's not my sources. These are like people in the NFL. I'm not taking credit for that. Uh, but I think it was first reported by the ringers, Ben Solak, that the Seahawks interviewed Chip Kelly for the offensive coordinator job. Chip Kelly has interviewed a couple other places for offensive coordinator jobs in the NFL. Um, there were rumors and planes flying around um, Westwood that said fire Chip Kelly. There were rumors that Chip Kelly was going to be fired and or leave the program on his own volition. Um, there's a more than likely a split coming with Chip Kelly and UCLA, regardless of what happens. I think this is the best fit for Ohio State. It's not also to mention that Chip Kelly coached uh, Ryan Day in college. Chip Kelly was the head coach at New Hampshire for Ryan Day. Chip Kelly was the head coach with the Eagles and the Niners when Ryan Day was on those stabs. He knows how Ryan Day works, and Ryan Day obviously knows how Chip Kelly works. Um, and by the way, Justin Fry, the offensive line coach at Ohio State, who's come under fire a lot, had his best years of his coaching career as the offensive line coach and run game coordinator for Chip Kelly. And that run game was awesome with Chip Kelly and Justin Fry calling those plays. So all of those things lead me to say that this search starts in Westwood. It starts at the Rose Bowl. 
And and I don't know if you have to go further than that because that's probably the phone call that needs to be made. It's a phone call that might have already been made. <laughs> you know, it, it's probably something that's already going on and, and trying to gauge interest and also plausibility. Is, is it possible for, you know, in that situation, Ohio State, UCLA to come to some kind of agreement for a buyout or some kind of settlement to, to make that happen because he's still under contract at UCLA. There would need to be a buyout situation. Uh, you would think at least a sum of 1.5 mil, maybe more, um, you know, probably more, honestly. So it would take some some workarounds money wise and and it would be uncharacteristic right again a, a head coach leaving their post for what could be seen as a demotion in some way i mean it, we're not so long away from when being a head coach of a college program is you know just below the peg of being a head coach in the nfl it's it's one of the highest jobs you could have and and now it's still considered that among the top of the top of some of these other programs like ucla like a boston college we're kind of in this middle ground of what now is the power four and you're trying to figure out like, is there actual mobility for this program? How much can we do in the NIL landscape, transfer portal landscape? And you're seeing some of these coaches decide, well, there's more mobility for me if I take an OC or a DC rule, whether that's the NFL and the college ranks. And we know Jip Kelly wants to go back to the NFL. Like you said, he was obviously interviewing and, and probing around for opportunities there. Well, a good way to get back to the NFL is to come to Ohio State and be a coordinator. And, you know, it's happened before. It'll happen again. And it's a way to show your ability at the highest stage. You know, if this team does what it's supposed to do at Ohio State next season, it'll be playing in the 12-team college football playoff. It'll be, yeah, potentially getting a ring, winning a national championship if Chip Kelly did his job. And if, and if he did that well, they would be all eyes on what he did with that offense. And that would certainly lead to an opportunity. And there's another head coaching cycle, but more importantly, coordinator cycle in the NFL. I don't think you'd be jumping to a head coaching job. It'd be mainly probably an OC job in the NFL. And I think that's totally possible to make that jump with Ohio State. And it's certainly more possible, in my opinion, to do that than to make that jump from a UCLA team, which could be struggling quite a bit next season. Yeah, the downside to Chip Kelly is that he is not, uh, he is not a quarterback's coach um, because his quarterback's coach – from a lot of his time in the college football world is now the head coach at Ohio state. So he doesn't have quarterback coaching experience. And so you would need a quarterback's coach. Now, what I will say about that in CJ Stroud's speech, uh, winning the AP NFL offensive rookie of the year last night, uh, or I guess Thursday night is that CJ Stroud named two coaches from Ohio state and thanking them, <laughs> Ryan day and Todd Fitch. Um, you already got a quarterback's coach on staff. He's not a one of the 10. He can't go out and recruit. But like if you hire Chip Kelly, you know that you have another quarterbacks coach and Todd Fitch already in the building who's very good at what he does. CJ Stroud credits him. I think every time he takes the podium, he talks about Todd Fitch. So like you have a it's almost like the James Laurinaitis, Jim Knowles situation where if you hire Chip Kelly or if you hired Jim Knowles, you had James Laurinaitis to be the linebackers coach, even though he's not one of the 10 because the linebackers work with James Laurinaitis. If you hire Chip Kelly as offense coordinator, you don't have a quarterback's coach then, but Todd Fitch is kind of a de facto quarterback's coach along with Ryan Day in that instance. The other guy who doesn't have quarterback coaching experience does not um, check near as many boxes as Chip Kelly, but is worth a second look because he was worth a first look for Ryan Day is Jason Candle, the Toledo head coach. Um, interesting resume. One thing I will say about Jason Candle is he spent two years at Geneva College in Pennsylvania as a player 
Other than that, he was born in Ohio. He transferred to Mount Union, where he played for Mount Union, which is in Ohio. He was the wide receivers coach for four years at Mount Union, and then the head coach or the offensive coordinator at Mount Union for two years, and then immediately went to Toledo and has never left Toledo. Born, raised, played, coached, all in the Buckeye State. It is hard to find somebody more Ohio other than maybe like Neil Armstrong or John Glenn uh, that is more Ohio or Luke Fickle than Jason Candle. Like this man is Ohio. And so he knows what that means. He's a good play caller, um, but he doesn't have that NFL experience that Ryan Day is obviously looking for from hiring Bill O'Brien and being rumored to be linked with Chip Kelly again. So like there's a lot to like with Jason Candle. But does he check all the boxes for Ryan Day to be comfortable enough handing the reins to him? I'm not sure if I can answer yes to that. So he's an obvious candidate, but is he the candidate that we have to like zero in on right now? And is Ryan Day going to zero in on? I'll have to do some more reporting on that. And I certainly will for lettermanrow.com. Go get it for $1 for your first month on the message board. But um, yeah, I'm just, the candle one is interesting to me because he doesn't check the boxes that it appears Ryan Day wants in his next play caller. Yeah, that's where you'd have to be a little bit more open-minded, right? It's like not to be Cal and Cohort, but like, you know, the analogies he uses, right? It's like you're dating. You're, you're looking for the right person and you have a checklist of items and sometimes you need to open your mind up a little bit. This would be a case where you need to be a little bit more open-minded, like have NFL experience. He doesn't even have now power four coaching experience in terms of being a head coach or play caller. And, and you have to look at that and be like, okay, that's not what we wanted originally, but it is an option that we should still consider given the Ohio roots, but more importantly, the success he's had offensively in the Mac. I mean, he's had one of the best offenses for years now in the Mac and that can't be ignored. And some of that success has been replicated before in college football. And so I think that's certainly something to consider and someone to consider for this role because yeah, it's got to be filled. And I know Ryan Day said he's not just going to fill it to fill it, but you have to have an open mind to take a chance on someone, just like people took a chance on Ryan Day. You know, when he was hired as the OC at Ohio State, the co-OC, I guess, at the time, you could see that that was a little bit of a chance they were taking on him. You know, it wasn't guaranteed that Ryan Day was going to be super successful coming from the NFL, having been the OC at Boston College, to then be a co-OC at Ohio State, I mean, that's a chance in itself. So I think there has to be a little bit of a open mind, taking a little bit of a risk here, because I do think it's fundamentally important that he still gives up play calling. I, th- I think that now he's said it, it's going to be hard to go back from that. Um, you know, that that's just Jason Cannell, another candidate. Uh, we, we also were talking before the show about a few other guys that should just be thrown in the mix. One of them is Frank Reich. He's been in the NFL. He's clearly... Uh, got the experience from that standpoint, play caller, was really successful with the Philadelphia Eagles, has had a little bit of a, a rough time since, had some success in Indianapolis as their head coach, um, not nearly as much success with the Carolina Panthers, but someone to consider in terms of he knows quarterbacks, he played the quarterback position, uh, you would get that nail on the head right there. Uh, he was evaluating C.J. Stroud even for the number one overall pick last year. Uh, he's been in that building for pro day. Someone to consider, maybe more of a wild card at this point, but that's just another name to have on the radar because he's up, you know, he's he's unemployed right now. He needs a job. Um, and, and that's certainly a good jumping off point, as we said, for the NFL if you want to get back into it. 
Yeah, I would also include Brian Johnson, who has college football coaching experience and NFL experience, um, is the current offense coordinator of Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I I like Brian Johnson, to be honest. Um, played for Urban Meyer at Utah for a year, behind Alex Smith as the backup quarterback saw action in that 2004 season. I know that's kind of crazy to put those links together, but like coaching is a flat circle almost. And, and if you know the right people, then you know it can get you places, as well as you have to be really good at your job. And... Uh, Brian Johnson called the offense for Florida during the 2019-2020 season when he was really good um, with Dan Mullen, um, who obviously you have to say Dan Mullen's name, but I don't know if that's a true like con- contender for offense coordinating job. Um, but now he's back in the NFL. Brian Johnson is. He's got play calling experience at both the NFL and college level. So checks the boxes Ryan Day's looking for. The other one that I'll I'll tell you. Um, just because it's a name that fits the boxes is Joe Moorhead, who called plays for Penn State during the best of James Franklin's Penn State, and then uh, was the head coach at Mississippi State. Was also the head coach, is the head coach at Akron. If you're looking at the Toledo head coach, the MAC head coaching level is a pretty good place to be um, for offense for coordinators. Look at what Alabama just did. You go, you get your defensive coordinator. When Kane Womack, the head coach at South Alabama, is now the Alabama defensive coordinator. Um, it's becoming more of like that's the way that you rise in the coaching industry is your head coach in the MAC or the Sun Belt. Then you become a assistant um, on a bigger staff, and then you become a head coach. If Joe Moorhead wants to become a Power Five head coach again, leaving Akron, be the head coach at Ohio State. I mean, be the offense coordinator at Ohio State, then get a better job from there. It's an option because like Mo Linguist just left the Buffalo staff to be a, the defensive backs coach, not even a defensive coordinator at Alabama. So like. All of these things should be considered, but I think that that it's pretty fair to start and end this conversation um, with Ryan Day's mentor, Chip Kelly. Yeah, and I will note that with Brian Johnson, like he is available because the Eagles did move on from him. Yeah. They'll have Kelly Moore. They're like another guy like Reich that it is available. uh, And that's a big thing right now. We're we're in February, and, you know, we're at a point where it can be a pro and it can be a con for Ohio State. The obvious con is that this is pretty late in the offseason. Spring ball is coming up. There's a sense of urgency to need to fill that role to have someone to direct the offense if it isn't going to be Ryan Day. The advantage of it is that you're not competing with any other places. Most people have their staffs in place. We are past the major competition standpoint of you know, poaching coaches, unless there's another Boston College situation or you know competing among candidates for certain positions so this gives ohio state a little bit of agency in figuring out like hey we're the option available we're a really good option we're going to contend for a national title you have a chance of mobility if you want to leave for the nfl or another jo- coaching job in in college and that gives them some power and leverage at this point to kind of be able to say like hey come to us because we're the only one open and by the way we're a pretty good open spot like this is not some chump deal. So uh, there are pros and cons to this. It's not all negative. Um, like I said at the beginning, this is a loss for Ohio State, but it's not something they can't recover from. They just need to be, I think, a little bit meticulous with this process, making sure they get the right fit, as Ryan Day said he would. And and I, I believe he will. Um, the question is, is just, I think it's going to be so important for him to trust someone else. Um, it's clear that he trusts himself and his ability. But I think at this point he needs to be able to trust someone else and and try to give this up because we've seen what's happened the last couple of seasons where he's flirted with it and not done it 
there's got to be a change this year. Yeah, if this was this time next year and Bill O'Brien had been in the building for a year, you might see that Brian Hartline learned from Bill O'Brien and is ready for that step. But now we're in a weird situation. Ohio State is certainly in a weird situation as Bill O'Brien is moving on, becoming the head coach at Boston College. Just a whirlwind of a 21 days for the O'Brien family and for the Ohio State uh, football family as the Buckeyes now search for a new offensive coordinator. We're going to have full coverage of it at LettermanRoad.com. $1 for your first month. That's right. $1 gets you all the way to the start of spring practice. You'll be so satisfied that you'll want to just pay whatever. Andy Baxter on the other side of that screen. I'm Spencer Holbrook. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys over at LettermanRoad.com where we continue to cover the departure of Bill O'Brien to the Boston College Eagles and Ryan Day's pursuit of a new offensive coordinator. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-427 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text hope NY in New York. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a US-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock million dollar protection package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware.